Why should I have a child? Are dogs just like babies and a good substitute? Should I tell my kids that they should do anything that makes them happy? In our episode today, we want to discuss this new trend I think everybody living in a big city has seen. People choosing to have dogs or cats instead of having kids. Now, we are not talking about those who for any reason are not able to have kids, of course. But one in four iGens or millennials say that because of financial costs, career and climate change, they don't want kids. So Hannah, in your article about this, you didn't speak to the climate change argument at all. And we have had requests to elaborate on this. Can you do that a bit? Yes, yes, I can do that. So in 2021, according to Pew, about 5% of the child-free, they stated climate as a, as a reason that, uh, that they don't want to have kids. And uh, that, that was repeated. It was in 2009. It was repeated in 2017. They calculated that approximately a, a child would, opting out of having a child, would reduce emissions by 60 metric tons per year. So just in comparison, owning a car is like two and a half metric tons per year. But you know, that calculation has been heavily criticized. It's not really accurate. It's a very difficult thing to, mm-hmm. to say like that. But in, in any case, that fear has now transitioned into fear of being harmed by climate change itself. Which oh, okay. I get. I, yeah. I, I, mm-hmm. I, with all the, the, all the TV shows and movies that come out now, they're all about some post-apocalyptic hellhole. Mm-hmm. I know, like climate disaster. You feel like, ah, next week I'm just going to burn alive or it's going to get really cold or whatever it is now. It's not the, the first time where we're going to, where the climate is going to kill us. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so mm-hmm. that, I had that occasional hearing <laughs> myself going out of a movie theater and I have to sort of shake myself. Haven't you? Yeah, of course. Of course. And all, like climate change can be, if, if you think <clears throat> about it, um, it, it is a very scary thing. But as mm-hmm. you said, like we tend with every weather change, we now, you know, claim it mm-hmm. on the climate change. Right. Maybe that's, that's the case, but but the, but I, I would say that the fear is very present. Uh, to be honest, I don't. I mean, when I've had uh, patients telling me this in a conversation, I I haven't really bought it because it comes across as sort of covering up uh, the the real reason for it by saying sort of, mm-hmm. well, but you know, mm-hmm. I don't want to because I'm a good person. You know, I oh, care yeah. about this and you don't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Right. Yeah. At least, I mean, at least if you have a child, that child can can contribute to something good in this world. It has the potential to. You can't say that about a dog. Yeah. Well, you can say that about a dog because they're cute. But okay. <laughs> other than that. <laughs> um, I also really like dogs, okay? I, I know, I know, I know. But coming back to your explanation, you said 5%. Right. So it's not it's not a lot. But now we've elaborated on it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What I hear a lot is, you know, that having a child is very expensive. And that is mm. something I recognize. Like we have an average 
or on average, we have a longer professional life before we think of having kids than we did before. So I guess we are also used to a certain standard of living mm-hmm. and have a certain consumer behavior so that you think you would need to give up then right but what i what i don't understand or when i then look at people who are adopting dogs instead of having kids mm-hmm. they also tend to spend a lot of money on those dogs yeah like, more and, more. Um, <laughs> and i've seen you know people putting dogs in strollers and that's a very extreme um, mm-hmm. example we don't see it that often in switzerland no, but uh, but Zurich. No. yeah yeah from now and then from now and then we see it, you have? We see it. yes of course really of course i've seen it yes and of course yeah, also, you're I've in also, the city a lot uh, yeah. yeah and i've also seen how they dress dogs oh yes or they color their fur mm. like all those things so i also looked into some numbers and i've seen that you know the pet industry has grown by 66 percent over the last decade uh, so that's quite significant wow, that's it seems like a good market to be in to be honest <laughs> so so we say you know 3200 approximately expenses is done for a year for dog on average right. okay and i guess like the everything medical is, is included in that yeah with it because yeah. i can imagine like yeah i have i have a good friend who's a veterinarian and i and as far as I understand, they're doing now treatments that they didn't used to do a decade ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think so because the also the care about the pets or the how we view pets might have changed as well. I mean, I remember mm-hmm. my grandparents; they didn't take their dogs for a walk every day. They just let the dogs out, and then the dogs came back oh. at some point. Yeah, oh, could, like back then you <clears throat> could do that in Zurich. That yeah. was not a problem. Well, I'm really glad that people take care of their dogs. Right? Oh, they, yes, I, I love yes. them. It's uh, uh, so that's a good that's a good development, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? But I, mm-hmm. I just think that that mental illness lies in in pretending that the pet is something that it's not, or pretending that it'll give you something later in life that it it won't. Mm-hmm. And that's I think where we have to help our kids to think further ahead than than what's natural to them when they're young and give them a perspective that we have that they don't have mm-hmm. and yet to the to the point of dogs in strollers um, <laughs> yeah i think that because there's a point to doing that it's for the the dogs that are small and anxious mm-hmm. and um right that they don't they don't need that much exercise, but then I then ask myself, why do some why does someone who knows their activity level go out and get a, a dog that doesn't match them that they, they then have to put in a stroller because they're they're out more than the dog wants wants to be out. Mm-hmm. And psychologically, why would you choose a dog that needs so much care? Are you are you trying to fill a maternal void? I think you know there are many reasons why someone might choose to get a dog one thing also also by the way i'm listening to some podcast that is done by a dog trainer just because i really like dogs (laughs) and he also said you know basically we're still choosing the dogs due to their looks so that Mm. is also one reason he says and you know as he said like that there are different breeds with different activity levels but people do not 
take that into consideration because they just take the cutest dog. But I... That's not very nice. No. Also not not for the dog, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Towards the dog. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I thought about, you know, what? Why, why do we love dogs so much? And I think it comes down to, you know, the way they greet you when you come home. When you walk through the door, you see this little creature waggling their tail and this excitement when they when they see you and it's a very comforting feeling and I think Mm -hmm. that's that's like plays into that unconditional love that we attest dogs to have for us right so Mm -hmm. maybe maybe this is a reason why people say you know their pets give them unconditional love and they love them like they would a child to give back that love but do you think that is actually the case that we as human beings do that we 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 see them as equal mm, i think i think that that you that they give you unconditional i'm always happy to see you that they that they really are and that well, when you say that unconditional love i think i think we have a lot of love for them but i think it's limited i don't think that that they give that exactly back to us because mm-hmm. love is something that you get when you when you really sacrifice for someone and we do we sacrifice some creature comforts for for the dogs mm-hmm. not as much as as when you have kids obviously but they don't they they don't do that for us they're stuck in this child mm-hmm. uh, child state yeah and i mean what really got to me when I heard this in in the clinic was because it's it's changed now, right? That's what I'm trying to to get to here. With, now they say, I mean, young people, that I know that I will change when I become a parent, mm-hmm. but I don't want that change to happen, right? Okay. I want yeah. to always be this person that needs and want my creature comfort and my my freedom mm-hmm. and I don't want something else to become more important than mm-hmm. this I love my life now and mm-hmm. um, so it's not that they don't believe us when we say no look this is amazing you 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 have to do it mm-hmm. and you you'll change into liking it I fully accept that that will happen yeah but just don't want it they don't, they don't want, want to risk mm-hmm. that in because it might written they might risk not having having the life that they have now back of course you 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 won't have it back mm-hmm. when you become a parent you, everything changes mm-hmm. but this uh, you know it changes for the better that's mm-hmm. that's not something that everyone will will believe yeah so and- i think when you get a dog you you play at adulting, right? You, it's it's yeah, not playing pretend, but you have some responsibilities, and it does change your life a little, mm-hmm. but not irreversibly, not in the way that a child does. And we have to make accommodations for this, and you get it, maybe you get it as a couple, and like see, we have to like negotiate and decide who goes with it and who has it today and you know we we're we're parents Mm -hmm. but 
not really. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now we, we're talking about having pets instead of having kids. What I've also heard is that young couple, they want to start off with a pet, like as a bit of a practice run for yeah, taking care of another, you know, living being. Mm -hmm. So they can they can try it with the dog and see how it works. And mm -hmm. I've also, you know, know a couple, they had one dog and now they said before having a kid, they want to have a second dog to see how they will handle two dogs. So it yeah, is also heard that as a practice run, that might be um, useful. I think for some women who have to wait a long time for the man to commit mm -hmm. and that they have this, you know, have a lot of maternal instinct, it could be, you know, in that waiting room that they're in to get a dog. And then you also show, you know, look how good I am at, at, at taking care of something. Don't you want me to be the mother of your children? Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. I think that there's some, something subconscious in that behavior to get a dog. Yeah. Because you're in a waiting room. So many women are waiting for the man to commit fully. Mm -hmm. And they just, they're, they're desperate to have kids. And then, okay, in the meantime, maybe a dog is easier to commit to. Maybe also subconsciously, no? That it's not yeah, yeah, really yeah. like a very conscious decision that you say, I... No, no, I... that's totally subconscious. Like, look how mm -hmm. good I am at taking care of something. Mm -hmm. Don't you want to do this with me fully? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What I've also heard, and I wanted to ask you about that, is that pets can also be excellent for kids to learn and have responsibilities. Do you think that is yeah. true? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think awful accidents can happen as well. Any dog who's who's extremely good with kids, if they're, they have their tail pulled enough, they will react and they mm -hmm. should be allowed to as well. They're, they're a living creature. Mm -hmm. And the, I mean... I have a 15 months old and no matter how much I say no, he'll take my phone and take my phone and take my phone, right? You can't. Mm -hmm. So it's very risky. Yeah. Especially when the kids are very young. It's That's a very difficult task. And so getting it before you have it in preparation to have a baby, I'm thinking it makes the let's have a baby part even scarier because you have this other thing, a living thing to factor in. And you're not so flexible as you want to be with your first baby when everything is new and you have to make sure that everything works, you know, with the breastfeeding and the sleeping. And then you can't just sleep in in the morning because the, ba the baby, the first baby, the, the dog has to go out for a walk. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So then you're really making everything more difficult in a way. Yeah, preparing this episode... You know, I often came to the point, and I think because I have such positive associations also with dogs and pets and stuff, always the thought came back like, you know what? People should do what makes them happy, <laughs> right? It's like, if they want dogs, let them adopt dogs. But then I've started You're so nice. To, uh, yeah, but then I'm nicer than I am, Evelyn. <laughs> no, but I've asked uh, now my question towards you is because I started thinking and I thought, what does that even mean? Like, what is mm -hmm. happiness? from a psychological perspective. I know the feeling of mm. happiness, but but what what is it? That's very good to talk about, actually. Happiness is a positive emotion, and we get that from the dopaminergic system. And that is activated when we move from one point to another. So that's why we need to set ourselves goals and feel that we move forwards in life. So happiness isn't this, as we think, 
this continuous state of bliss, it will wax and wane. And yeah, it's it's meant to, otherwise, yeah. So, you know, moving towards something we feel hopeful mm-hmm. and we feel competent. Mm-hmm. Like that's, and that's also a positive emotion. So mm-hmm. it would make sense to teach our kids to differentiate between happiness and fulfillment or or yeah, meaning absolutely that doesn't mean that 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 uh, that's the feeling of of meaning that happiness it shouldn't be what guides you in life because i mean if you think about yourself mm-hmm. um 10 years ago what made you happy then is that the same as what makes you happy now that's also supposed to change mm-hmm. right okay so yeah. i think in the beginning of a career getting a promotion it makes you much happier than when you've been in that job for 20 years or have another job and you get a promotion it's like oh okay yeah uh, you know it doesn't mm-hmm. make you feel that level of competent as you know when you're 20 something you're starting out it's like yes mm-hmm. so i think we've we've both had that feeling it really that loses its significance yeah as you as you so, also told right. in one episode right when you realize that when you had Eliana that things before you had Eliana had a much higher meaning for you like as you said like when your professor Mm -hmm. was happy with you that made you happy and like after having Eliana it's like no 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 like whatever is connected to to Eliana that actually makes me happy exactly yesterday at the dinner table we had guests and Eliana was singing this song to everyone and she's very shy Mm-hmm. And then she was like singing a song from her kindergarten, and I almost fell off my chair. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> she was so good, and you're singing, and I was looking at her. Oh, what an idiot! <laughs> but it, I, I couldn't care less. She, oh. she, she overcame her shyness and sang to everyone. It was, yes. you know, this thing well, that's that would have, yeah, and um. It's these things just that makes me happy now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah. So what makes you happy that changes. So that's why it shouldn't guide the choices you make in life. Mm-hmm. You should really try to sort of project. Okay, I'm I'm uh, going to be in my in my 70s one day. But mm-hmm. in 80s, we live long lives now. Yeah. So we need to s- set up our lives in uh, such a way that we also have happiness and meaning then. Mm-hmm. So many would say that there are several ways to find meaning. It doesn't have to be through children. So taking yeah, care of minimize a, it. Yeah, taking care of a pet could also give you a sense of purpose. Like mm-hmm. taking care of another living being gives you, you know, sense of responsibility. It requires yeah. time, effort, attention. Um, which can give you structure and routine, or we could also get a sense of meaning from our profession, or let's bring in even another perspective. One could also say that people who actually have children also suffer and that they are less happy than people without children or with pets. Like, what do you say to that? Why, why should we have kids like that? That was the first question in our episode. Absolutely. Why do you think that from a psychological perspective? point of view yeah i mean of course people who have kids also also developmental disorders and 
and burnouts and depressions and all of that. Like, of course, it's not a, a recipe to always be happy. Not at all. And uh, I think that you should sort of build several pillars in your life mm-hmm. with meaning, if, you, if I can paint it like that. That there are several paths to meaning, but some are more more difficult to develop meaning in, right? Okay. Like this, yeah. the career path, right? That will lose its significance for, for the typical job. Mm-hmm. It won't mean the same um, when you're just starting out and 20 years ahead. Mm-hmm. It gets more and more difficult to get out of it that sense of meaning it had in the beginning. So I just think we should be careful when we put that forward as this is my chosen path for meaning, like that I see a lot in young people now. No, I'm going to focus on my career and Mm -hmm. that's giving me a sense of purpose. Okay, I think few people have those kinds of jobs that that give them that and that continues to give them that. And having a family, kids, the relationships around us, that has been what has given us meaning for thousands of years. I think we should be careful with just throwing that out as, okay, well, it's just another path of meaning. You can do that one mm-hmm. and I'll go mm-hmm. ahead and, and you know, work on my whatever that yeah. I've chosen that gives me happiness now. And I just want to say, you know, think, think ahead because you're going to live a long life. Mm-hmm. And things are going to happen in that life, right? You know, I don't know, you're going to get sick. Your parents are going to get cancer. Um, awful things happen. Mm-hmm. And and when it does, you want to have people around you, want to have support, and right, you want to have developed mm-hmm. like you develop uh, when you have kids. And coming back to actually the topic, like choosing pets, like, mm-hmm. do you think, is there any indication that, People choosing pets over having children are happier. Yes, there's every indication. They've done studies on this, <laughs> like comparing people who are child-free with people with children, and uh-huh. yeah, the the child-free with pets they fall into that category. And like, yeah, at a given point, they score higher in happiness than than we do. Great, that's the we end of our podcast. Pet. Thank you, Hannah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's like, yeah, duh. Yeah. all the time i'm worrying Uh right and if it's not if it's not something something real or big then it's uh then it's something else like uh, my husband jokes at me and i'm like oh my god did you see that did you see that like okay good you found something else to worry about but it's all the time it's a wonder we get any sleep at all yeah yeah, really, when they sleep through the night, I start being awake with all of my worries, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. anything that could happen. So, yeah, it morphs into something else that, okay, that I'm happy. It's it's not really important anymore. But if you ask me, is your child happy? I'll, like, I'll be right on that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and talk about that. Yeah, yeah. I I have another aspect that I'd like to, to discuss with you. Oh, please. So I know I know a couple who had two dogs but no kids. And it was very clear that their let's call them furry friends played an incredible important role in their lives, like bringing them immense joy and love. That's nice. But when their dogs passed away, it was like a 
devastating experience for them. And I think we can all imagine like losing a pet is always super painful. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the man and the couple even shared that he couldn't bring himself to get another dog because of the emotional yeah. investment he had in those pets. And he compared it even with, with having children. So he said, you know, in, in the best case scenario, children would outlive their parents, whereas pets obviously do not. They don't have those long yeah. life expectation. Yeah. So I think this is really concerning for pet owners because it highlights just how strong, you know, the emotional connection is. But I think it clearly can also become an issue when you try to substitute your children with pets because then such yeah. things happen. And how how do you deal with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's a really good question. I think absolutely they can they can um, feel that very keenly. I can grieve. I've also seen people really grieve over their pets, but I'm I'm uncertain. I'm not sure that someone who has a child and a pet would say the same, right? Would say that, oh yeah, when I lost my pet, that was the same as if I would have lost my child. There is a there's it's almost. I was thinking about it the other day. It's almost a linguistical thing mm-hmm. that when you have children, you cannot can conceptualize it and explain it to someone who doesn't. Some are some are better at, at understanding it, and they sort of see it, and that's why they long to have children because they're able to do that. Mm-hmm. But if you're not, then it's it's incomprehensible. And I when I think about when I think about you know losing a child, I don't. You know, I don't, don't even go there. I could, I can't even go there. That's no, the thing. Don't. I would just, um, I just, I would just hope that I would also s- cease existing. I did, cannot imagine a future where I would want to be here, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I can't see that it's the way l- that intense mm-hmm. with uh, when you when you lose a dog that you would, you know, I I did this um a group therapy thing. Once for my, in the residency, you had to do this uh, whole thing with group therapy. It was about death. It was really cheerful. And, oh, uh, just what did you say? No, that it sounds like a great session. It was about, was about death and death meditation. It was terrible. And uh, we had to choose one, just the, the worst scenario that, that we could. And one had children, it was before I had children. And one of them uh, said, you know, I would, the worst thing for me would be that something happened to one of my children. But I can't choose it. I'm sorry. I just can't go there. And I remember thinking, oh, God, yeah. Oh, the drama. <laughs> yeah, the drama. I just remember just internally rolling my eyes yeah. at, at that woman. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, get, get over it. And, have, and now I just, I I feel ashamed at my reaction. You know, I didn't say anything to her. You know, I'm not yeah. <laughs> mental. But I, now I've, I'm ashamed of, uh, of what I even thought. Because mm-hmm. I get it. And yeah. I would say the same thing. Mm-hmm. I think people really, it changes their whole personality. If you yeah. lose a child, dealt with people who who have lost a child. I mean, the only way I would go on living is mm-hmm. if I had to take a, a care of the rest of the children. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that statement before. Not from you, but I think that is the thing that keeps you going in such a horrible horrible scenario 
I don't know how we ended up here. To be honest, we were talking about choosing pets instead of kids. Right. And that was, and that, was, like, that, was <laughs> no, that was, no, that was, that um, was, that's the topic of our episode. And we need to think now, what should we tell our daughters mm-hmm. when it comes to that question? Right. I would What's your tell take? her, I would tell all of my kids that use your youth. Like you have all the opportunities, you have all the potential, you you can make mistakes and people will forgive you them because you're young and stupid and uh, you have the beauty of youth. And uh, so use those things and set yourself up in such mm-hmm. a way that you're ready when disaster hits because it will get really rough. It will. Yeah. And um, if it's if it's smooth sailing, that that's great. Mm-hmm. But then eventually we will die. Your parents will die. That yeah. will happen. Mm-hmm. And just you need to be um, a well-functioning adult when when that day hits. Mm-hmm. And happiness cannot be the thing that guides you and your choices and your way there. Mm-hmm. That is setting yourself up for failure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about Ooh. you? <laughs> <laughs> Like with with that. Should we talk more about dogs and strollers? I felt like that was our happy point. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just thinking about puppies. You know, no, um, no. I mean, I don't want to minimize what you're saying at all because I think it's so important. Those are just very, very heavy topics. And as you said, like we should prepare the younger generation for for such for facing such challenging times because, as you said life is not just always a happy place it's not mm. cotton candy all the time but when i've uh, when i thought about the question i was much simpler than you are because i i took the title of our episode quite literal uh literally so i thought you know what if you like dogs get a dog yeah. um but but please you know view them as a pet is your beloved pet but not as a sub Substitute for a child because with our maybe um, sad part of the podcast I think we clearly emphasized what the difference is even if losing a pet is devastating and it's horrible I think when you are a parent and I'm very well aware that I'm not but I can only imagine that it is a very different story when it comes to your own children Right. So we shouldn't minimize the um, the importance of uh, of building a family like we see everywhere now. I think that is one of the things that leads to the the, the high numbers out of psychiatry. Uh, mm-hmm. we, 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 you know, it's whatever you want and whatever makes you happy. Yeah. Okay. The last part of mm-hmm. uh, our episode. Asking for a friend. So what have you got? Very simple question. Do we have to forbid our daughters playing with Barbies? (laughs) I'm asking this because in another podcast, I've heard that Disney princesses and Barbies influence girls' body image. And my question is that really the case because as a child, I loved playing with Barbies and I loved Disney princesses. So was I wrong? And do we need to take them away from the young girls? Mm-mm. Wow. 
Okay. Ah, uh, I think we have to. I think we have to just put that whole thing into another episode. Oh, it's not a simple question. Honest, I don't think that's a simple <laughs> question at all. It took me by surprise there. Oh, okay. Um, Good. I, well, if you've seen the LOL dolls that now has sort of taken over the, the Barbies and the princesses. Have you seen them? No. Oh. No, I need to Google them. I'm missing yeah, out. You would think, wow, is this really better? Just to end okay. on a little fun okay. note if you are curious what the little girls are playing with today go <laughs> to any store and just get little lol balls and then see what comes out and then just you i'm know, looking think, at them now give me back my barbie please oh my god okay but understood <laughs> it's so we need little to we need porn to do doll a... that comes out <laughs> so we need to do an episode on mm-hmm. lol dolls or barbies exactly. no, but, but on know, the at topic... least the barbies were dressed and that's some of episode. them good night <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no but but that's that's a great topic for the next episode so we'll pause that sorry listeners we don't have the um an answer to that question right now but the good news is you will get the whole episode about that question so good. i think we're done for today thank you hannah thank you. for elaborating about pets and children and everything thank you so much and thanks to our listener for listening to us And hopefully you will listen to us again during our next episode. Thank you. Bye.